Hello everyone, I'm Pastor Rick Hawkins of Quest Church in Norman, Oklahoma. I want to thank you all for joining us today. This podcast is going to be informative, insightful, and inspirational for your life. Listen every week because we'll have a special word just for you. Let's stand, please, for the reading of the word, Judges chapter 13, and we'll just read a few passages of scripture, and I'll keep you here till about 3.30, and then you can go and enjoy your moms. Judges chapter 13, and I'm going to read a few verses, and then uh, we'll skip down to verse 21. We'll start with verse number one, and then we'll skip down to, uh, we'll go through verse three, and then skip down to verse 21. God is good, and he's good all the time. Amen. Listen, I want to encourage every woman in this building today that God's hand is on you. And um, it is unique and conspicuous to me that God knew that man, it was not good for man to be alone. And the creation of woman in itself is a fabrication from deity, a design from heaven that is irreplaceable. Um. I want to just say this in the preface of this message. If you are a female, you are not an afterthought. We all know that. You are a forethought from God. It is not like God felt sorry for man and said, I need to give him some company. Uh, You are part of the original plan. And when we walk through Scripture today, my goal for the next few moments of time is just to encourage you as a woman of God that when God speaks to you, you have the ability to carry it through. When God gives you a word, you have the ability to see it through. Judges chapter 13, verse 1, the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. There was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites whose name was Manoah, and listen to the words carefully, and his wife was barren and bare not. The angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said to her, Behold, now you are barren and you do not bear, but you will conceive and you shall bear a son. Verse 21, the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto his wife, We shall surely die. Because we have seen God. Listen carefully. Verse 23. But his wife said unto him, If the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received our burnt offering and meat offering. Neither would he have showed us all these things. Nor would as at this time have told us such things as these. And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew And the Lord blessed him, and the Spirit of the Lord began to move on him at times. I'm going to preach a message this morning entitled, When Mama Gets a Word. I need you to say that to four people around you, please, when Mama gets a word. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for every woman in this building. Now, Father, I bind every generational spirit, and we break every generational curse. And we thank you that there is liberty in this room because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's truth in this room. And when we arrive at truth, we are made free. 
We ask you for the anointing that supersedes anything that we have the ability to articulate to take over in this building. That someone would be delivered, someone would be healed, someone would be restored, someone would be revived, someone would be renewed, and only you can do those things. So Lord, we back up and we say, have your way in this building today in the name of Jesus. Now I'm gonna ask you to take five sanctified seconds and give God the biggest praise that you could possibly give him. Come on, y'all, let's praise him today. Has he done anything for you this week? Has God blessed you in any way this year? If he has healed you any time in your life, you ought to give him praise right now. If he's delivered you from any kind of a drug, if he has restored you, you ought to praise him with everything you got. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, y'all, open your mouth and give God some good praise today. Lord, we bless you. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the power of the anointing in this building today. Do something supernatural here. Change somebody today. Lord, we know that a man can change his habits, but only you can change a man's nature. So we ask you to do that kind of work. I ain't through praying yet. Lord, I pray that you will break chains off of people today. Relieve people from oppression. Deliver them from depression. We thank you, God. Pour in the oil of gladness for morning. Put the garment of praise on somebody in this building. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray alone with the prophet Jeremiah. We call for the wailing women. We call for women that know how to travail. We call for them, Lord, to cry out to you. As Jeremiah, the prophet said, if the women will cry out, if the travailing women will cry out, that violence will cease in the streets. I ask you to raise up an army of praying women right here at Quest Church. I ask you to raise up a whole military campaign in the spirit of women who know how to intercede, who know how to travail, who know how to push in prayer until something breaks. We stand with Jeremiah and we call for praying women to pray until the violence in the streets stop. Thank you for it. Thank you for an Esther in this house, God. I thank you for an Esther that says, pray for me, because I'm going in to see the king. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Lift your hands all over this building. God is removing discouragement, despondency, depression from your life even right now even right now jamie would you please take the microphone come up here lift those hands real high 
Jamie, I just want you to say yes to him today. Just one more time. Just say yes. Come on, y'all. Lift those hands. threshold of a breakthrough two things I know about women they know how to carry they know how to incubate and they know how to push am I right women Jesus said men ought always pray and not faint. Then he told the story of a woman. Isn't that something? He said men ought always pray and not faint. And then he told the story of a persistent woman. Why? Because women know how to pray. Women know how to be persistent. Women know how to push. So, Jamie, I want you to sing that one more time and push a yes up in this atmosphere today. Come on, let's try it.
We see it. Yeah. Come on, praise it one more time. Man. Praise the Lord. High five somebody and tell them when mama gets a word. Say it another way. Look at someone and tell them when mama says yes to God. When mama says yes to God. You may be seated. Let's talk about a generation, please. And then we're going to move right into the word of the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to jump all over this thing because I, I tell you something. I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. And I'm not just saying that to say it. So I'm not going to give you a bunch of cute quotes. Uh, Giovanna was very articulate in the way she gave those quotes about moms. And I asked her to do that for a reason because I really felt like there was going to be a, a moment of momentum that was going to hit this place to shift us into the spirit realm that would cause things to really be seen, not just heard, but seen. When you, when you see a thing in the spirit, he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask, all you can think, all you can imagine. Give God something to work with. Give him something to work with. If you can dream it, he can supersede it. If you can imagine it, he can supersede it. God is a God that does big stuff. Let's talk about a generation. The Bible says, Proverbs 30, verse 11, there's a generation that curses their father and does not bless their mother. There's a generation that curses their father, does not bless their mother. Um, someone once said that the truth remains concerning the role of a mother and a mother is not necessarily one that has children. Um, putting a piano in front of a person does not make them a musician. Mothering is something that comes by nature and by the supernatural. I've known women that were better mothers that never had children than mothers that had children that were supposed to be a mother. Uh, mothering is so important in Scripture that the Apostle Paul refers to a woman who did not give him birth as his mother. The Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 16, verse 13, Greet Rufus, the son of Simon of Cyrene, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own, and also his dear mother, who has been a mother to me. Now, I don't want to go here, but I'll just interject something to you, that the woman he's referring to is an African woman. She is of African descent, which means that Paul absolutely saw the necessity and the opportunity of integration. He was influenced by a woman from a different culture, but not just a different culture, a different color. And that shows me something very important, that integration is absolutely necessary for us to mature into the people of God we're supposed to be. I'll just, that's extra. Um, one of the most famous or infamous women in all of scripture concerning motherhood would have to come from Judges chapter 5 and verse number 7 where the Bible says the inhabitants of the villages ceased. There was no activity in the roadways until I, Deborah, arose a mother in Israel. And everyone's heard that message preached. Deborah was never a mother. She never gave birth to children. But she said things stopped in my city 
until I arose a mother. Uh, connoting the idea that a mama has things in her that will make things be activated. They will make things move just by taking the role of a mother. So all the women in here, that some of you may not even have children, you have in you the innate ability by the power of God to make things to start that has suddenly been dormant or stopped. Can I get some help in here just, just for a minute? There's no greater place of ministry, position, or power than that of being a mother, not just a biological mother, but a mother in the spirit. And when you look at our text in Judges chapter 13, the Bible says the children of Israel did evil again. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost here. There's going to be at least one woman in this building today that's going to get this message. And if you get this, your life is never going to be the same again. There's going to be at least one female that's going to walk out of here with a revelation of your future that's going to change the way your present condition is operating right now. There's going to be at least one. Judges chapter 13, one, the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. This is the cycle of the book of Judges. God blesses them. God secures them. God provides for them. They relax. They rest. They become complacent. They backslide. God delivers them into the hand of the enemy. They cry out to God for help, and God raises up another Savior. We can talk about not just Samson in the book of Judges. You could talk about Gideon. You could talk about Jephthah. You could talk about Deborah. You could talk about Jael. And many people do not understand the magnitude of this lady named Jael concerning uh, deliverance in the book of Judges. When God speaks through Deborah, when she's speaking to Barak, and, and Barak says, I'm not going to war without you. I'm not going to war without a woman. I need a woman to war with me. Deborah looks at Barak and says, I'll go with you to the war, but you're not going to get the glory from the victory. Watch what she says, because God is going to deliver Sisera, the enemy, into the hands of a woman. In other words, there's some things and there's some battles men can't win. I think you just missed that. God is going to deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. And many people think that the Bible is speaking of Deborah there. Deborah is not talking about herself. She's talking about Jael who lured Sisera, Sisera into her tent, gave him warm milk. He fell asleep. And the Bible says Jael took a tent peg and drove it through his brain and into the ground. Why? Because a woman was not scared of the intimidator. A woman was not scared of a spirit that said, I'm going to wipe out an entire generation. And some woman in this building is going to get an anointing that it is resting on you to stop the generational curse in your family. It's resting on you to stop the generational cycle of poverty and addiction in your family. And when you rise up and say, I got this right here, then things are going to shift and things are going to change. I'm going to give you five seconds to bless him. Ladies, just bless the Lord. I feel this thing here. So God turns them over to the hand of, of the enemy. In Judges chapter 13, verse 1, 
for 40 years. I've got 10 minutes to preach this whole message. For 40 years. 40 is the number not only of a generation. Uh, 40 is also the number of probation. Uh, 40 is also the number of maturation. Uh, so 40, 40 years means an entire cycle. So God turned them over for an entire generation to the enemy. 40 years. Moses is on the mountain for 40 days. You know that. Elijah is in Horeb for 40 days. Jonah in Nineveh, 40 days. Jesus, 40 days in the wilderness. Spoke to his disciples after his resurrection for 40 days. It's a period where something has to stop and something has to start. Something starts and stops in a generation when somebody gets anointed. Look at some lady next to you and tell them, why not you and why not now? Why not you? The result of doing evil is captivity in Scripture over and over and over. The result of turning from God is captivity. We'll say it again. The result of turning from God is always captivity in Scripture. Then there's a groan. There's a cry. Then there's a deliverer that God will raise up, not from somewhere else, from right there among the people that are crying out. Verse 2 of the text says, there was a certain man named Manoah. Manoah means resting. Men at rest. God speaks to Manoah's wife. In verse number 6, the Bible says in chapter 13, then the woman came and told her husband Manoah, are y'all still with me? Watch. Saying, a man of God came to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel. And I asked him not where he came from, neither did he tell me his name. But he said to me that I'm going to conceive, and I'm going to bear a son. And I'm not supposed to drink any wine or strong drink or eat any unclean thing. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. So then in verse 8, Manoah entreats the Lord and said, Lord, let the man of God that you sent to my wife come back and teach us what we shall do to the child. Now when the Bible says that Manoah entreated God, the word literally means in the Hebrew that he prayed with an intention to hear God or get a response from God. In other words, when Manoah prayed, he expected God to speak back to him. So when God sends the answer in verse number 9 of our chapter 13, God hearkened to the prayer of Manoah. Manoah prayed expecting to get an answer. God sends the answer. And the angel of God came to the woman as she sat in the field. Listen to your Bible. But, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. If you're going to pray, at least be there to hear the answer. He prayed. God sent the answer, but the husband was not with her. And the woman made haste and ran and told her husband and said, the man came back again, but you wasn't there. 
verse number 11. Manoah arose. <laughs> I love this church. If I don't preach it, you'll preach it for me. And, and went with his wife and came to the man and said, now listen to what Manoah says to this angel. Are you the man that was speaking to my wife? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, now let your words come to pass. Tell me how we should order this child, and how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, of all that I said to the woman, beware. She's not supposed to eat anything, drink anything of the vine, drink no strong drink, eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. Manoah doubted it was him. How do I know that? If he didn't doubt, he wouldn't have asked. Manoah doubted the way of raising the child. If he didn't doubt, he wouldn't have asked. The angel already told the woman how to raise the child as a Nazarite. The woman already told Manoah. But Noah didn't believe the wife. Y'all with me right now? So the man went to find out for himself. In other words, Manoah didn't believe that the wife was qualified to hear from God. And even if she was qualified, you probably got it wrong. So as a man, I need to go find out for myself. So when he does, verse 13, the Bible says, the angel said, I've already told you through your wife. I thought I was going to get some more help from the ladies in here today. Why do I have to tell you again when I already told your wife? Look at somebody and tell them, you better listen to that woman. They didn't hear you look at somebody else and tell them you better listen to that woman. Manoah is full of doubt. God already spoke to the woman. And the angel said, why do I have to tell you again when I already told your wife? Verse 15 Manoah says to the angel of the Lord, let us keep you with us a while. He's still not convinced. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, though you detain me, I'm not going to eat your bread. If you offer a burnt offering, offer it to the Lord. For Manoah knew not he was there. Manoah still didn't know that this was a messenger from God. Manoah said to the messenger, what's your name? When is this going to happen? Because we want to give you honor when it happens. And the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you keep asking me my name? Read your Bible. My name is a secret. So Manoah took a kid, a goat, with a meat offering and offered it on the rock to the Lord. And the angel did wondrously. The angel did what? Wondrously. 
And Manoah and his wife watched. And it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven from the altar that the angel ascended in the flame from the altar. Now, I don't know about y'all right here, but by now I'm freaking out. And I'm saying, girl, listen, you have heard from God. There ain't a doubt in my mind you have absolutely heard from the Lord. Watch. And Manoah and his wife watched and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did not appear to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew this was the angel of the Lord. Everybody say, finally. Brothers, it takes all that. And Manoah said to his wife, listen how Manoah responds. We're going to die. Read the Bible. Manoah looked at his wife and said, girl, I know you are from God, but we're going to surely die. Because we have seen God. Now he took it from an angel to God. That's how men do. Now, I know you said it was an angel, baby, but really that was God himself. You women are preaching this thing for me. Y'all go ahead and throw your comments out because I'm listening. What was he doing? Why did he tell him to stay there? Because he wanted to get to know him better. Manoah refused to recognize this angel as a messenger from God. He wanted to know his name, where he came from, who's your cousin. Once he finds out, he says, we're going to die. Now watch this. For the wife, it's not what was said, it's who said it. You expect that from some people, but not your covenant partner. This is not just anybody. This is her husband. This is one that influences her life. Here's my question. I wrote this down this morning. Y'all must understand this message came together in 10 minutes of time at my house. I'd already sent Josh another message, got completely dressed, and the Holy Ghost said, preach on this. So if you say, Pastor Rick, this is kind of a scattered message, blame it on God. How do you deal with people who do not understand what you have received? How do you deal with covenant partners that doubt that you have absolutely heard from God? Now, this man said, we're going to die. Some people, I wrote this down, have more faith in God's ability to bring death than they do his ability to give life. He never validated her pregnancy. He couldn't see life. He could only see death. Be careful who you share your vision with, your word with, your dream with. Even people that say they are in covenant with you may not have the ability to see the life you are carrying. 
Some people believe more in the problem than they do the prophecy. Some people believe more in destruction than they do destiny. I'm about done. But we got to get to this girl. We got to get to this girl. The angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said unto her, You're barren. You bear not, but you're going to conceive. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You're going to conceive, and you're going to bring forth a son. Let me leave it alone. He's going to later tell her, you shall call him Samson. And it's not you, it's him that's going to begin the deliverance of Israel. The word begin there in Hebrew means to wedge. He's going to drive a wedge into, from what was into what will be. He's going to end one thing and start another thing. Now, if she does not hear from God, we never get to enjoy the story of the jawbone of a jackass. If she does not hear from God, then we do not get to watch Samson lose his vision. Grind it out until his hair grows back. And kill more Philistines in his death than he did in his life. If she doesn't hear from God, we do not see deliverance for Israel. Women of God, when God gives you a word, when mama gets a word, I don't care, come hell or high water, hold on to what God told you is about to come to pass. Oh, hurry, hurry, hurry. Give me five minutes. I love this girl right here. I love Manoah's wife. You know why? Because she doesn't even have a name in Scripture. She is, a, she is a part of a great company of women in Scripture that was great women of God that we don't even know their name. Who is the Shunammite woman? We don't know. Who is the widow? It's Zarephath. We don't know. Who is the certain woman with an issue of blood? Who is the certain woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit? And we could go on and on of nameless women who did exploits in Scripture. Sister, girlfriend, hear me today. Stop looking for a name and start looking for the miraculous. Stop looking for a name and start looking for a miracle. Don't worry about being noticed. Just stay anointed. She's in the company with barren women like Sarah, like Rebecca, like Rachel, like Elizabeth. She's nameless and she's barren. I love this girl, Manoah's wife. Then I thought about her character. She received a word. She didn't ask for. Woo! Preach this thing here. She didn't pray, God, give me a son. She didn't even pray, God, give me a word. She just served God. And God was watching. Sounds like Mary to me. Just serve God. And you will enjoy blessing and highly favored seasons of life. Women of God, I came to preach to you today. Don't look for notoriety. Just serve God. Sometimes you ain't even got to ask him for anything. He'll just drop it on you. 
She received in her word her own restrictions, her own instructions, her own direction. She received in her word her son's restrictions, her son's instructions, and her son's direction. What a woman of God. Why you say that, Pastor Rick? Look at her courtesy. As soon as she received the word of God, who did she tell first? Her husband. Not her girlfriends. Talk back to me. Not her Facebook friend. As soon as she got a word, she went to protocol. I'm going to tell my husband. Woo! I don't care if he's a problem, girl. Tell him anyway. I don't care if he looks at you like you have lost your mind. Tell him anyway. She went straight to her husband. Not one time, two times. The angel came back the second time, and where did she go? Straight back to old Dalton Manoa. You didn't hear me the first time. He came back again, and you wasn't even there. You the one prayed for the answer. The answer came. You wasn't even with me. If you was praying with me, baby, you could have heard him for yourself. If we spent more time in prayer together, baby, you would have heard him too. But you wasn't there. I'm going to tell it. Now watch. He said, we're going to die. Girl, we're going to die. We done seen God. We have seen God. We're going to die. Don't you love that faith? Women, don't you love it when your husband's, oh, baby, this is horrible. Verse 23, his wife said unto him, man, chill. Sometimes I try to get my wife worked up. I'm like, baby, listen, you don't understand. Just smile. You know, Giovanna has a perpetual smile. It's perpetual. And she's smiling at me, and she goes, what's the problem? I said, it's bad. This is a really bad situation, and you need to understand exactly how deep this problem is. She's still smiling, and I'm saying, wipe the smile off your face, please. She's still smiling. And she says to me, Ricky, everything's going to be all right. You just need to chill. I hate it when she does that. All you brothers are looking at me like you're so sanctified and full of faith. You just need to chill. God's got it. She said unto him, chill. If the Lord was going to kill us, he wouldn't have let us worship. Y'all just missed that right there. If he was going to kill us, he would have never received this burnt offering and this meat offering. If he was going to kill us, we wouldn't be here right now with our hands raised and tears running down our cheeks, baby. You don't understand. God let us up in his house today, and he let us worship him. He ain't about to kill us. I wish I had some women worshipers in here today that knew how to worship God. I dare you to look at a male 
close to you and tell them, chill out and worship, baby. Everything's going to be all right. Woo. And, he, and then she says, he wouldn't have showed us all this stuff. He wouldn't have showed us all this. Nor would he at this time told us this stuff. We can't die because we have a destiny to bring into this earth. Say it with me. We can't die. We have a destiny to bring into this earth. We can't pass until God does what he said he would do. He would not have shown us our future. He would not have shown us what is to come. Did not God say, I know the plans, I I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end? God has promised you a future. Hold on to it. Women of God, God has promised you a future. Hold on to it. I'm going to say it one more again. Women of God, God has promised you a future. Hold on to it. God is good. And then she said, listen, man, we ain't dying. Because if we were going to die, he would not have changed my condition. See, what you don't understand, baby boyfriend, is I didn't ask for this. Yeah, I'm preaching better than you talking back for me. Listen to me. He said, she said to him, you don't understand. We can't die. Or he wouldn't have changed my condition. I didn't pray for a baby. I didn't ask him for it. He just gave it to me. You going to tell me he's going to give me a promise and then kill me? Tell your neighbor, I don't think so. He changed my condition. If he had not changed me, then you could convince me. But now I've come too far. Women of God, some of y'all been serving God for 30 years, 20 years, 25 years. Some of you 40 years. You've come too far to change your mind now. I'm going to tell you women of God one more time. Y'all have come too far to change your mind. He changed your entire world. I was barren. Now I'm pregnant. I didn't have no babies. Now I'm pregnant. I didn't ask him for it. He chose me. And baby, I hope you understand you living with a chosen woman of God. You living with an anointed woman of God. And you are living with a woman of God that can hear from God. God will not make a promise he will not keep. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it, will he not do it? Has he spoken it, shall he not make it good? God told you. When mama gets a word, 
But Noah, you better listen to that woman. You know, we live in a time that this generation here is trying to figure out what a woman is. Let me straighten my suit coat. Because here, here's the deal. Oh, Lord. It's pretty easy. In the beginning, he created them. That's it. And I'm not a preacher that's going to stand here and tell you, I don't understand why he didn't, why he didn't give us C, D, E, F, and G. I don't care why he didn't give us D, E, F, G. I ain't worried about it because I'm happy with A and B. Y'all better clap. I'm good with male and female. I don't need to confuse it. It's good. It's good. But on the other side of that coin, we also have lived through seasons, generations, terms, and durations of male egos that almost said females are a secondary thought, afterthought. They don't hear from God. They have no business speaking the word of God, delivering the word of God. A woman's place is to be quiet. Because you read about it in Corinth and you don't even understand that was a cultural thing going on in that region. You're going to study that for yourself. Now you're going to tell me. And I heard this the other day from my man Shambach. So I'm going to preach a little Shambach to you. You're going to tell me that a woman can't preach the word of God. A woman can't deliver the word of God. But she can carry the word of God. She can give birth to the word of God. Y'all don't hear me. I'm going to go shambach on y'all. Give God glory and praise. You don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. That's shambach. And shambach said, you're you going to tell me she can't preach it, but she can carry the literal word of God and birth it? Tell your neighbor one more time, you better listen to that woman. A woman's place is to sit down and be quiet. No, your place is to rethink. Woo, we live. I'm dealing with some male egos now. I see my brothers looking at me like, don't take it too far, Pastor. Don't take it too far, Pastor. Well, if you would have listened to her 10 years ago, you wouldn't have been, went bankrupt that time. If you would have listened to her 15 years ago, that boy wouldn't have lost his mind. 